Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Hillary Clinton wants to abolish it, believe me. She wants to abolish our Second Amendment. I think they didn't deny it. I don't think anybody denied it. Other presidents did not call, did write letters, and some presidents didn't do anything. Many people have come out and said, I'm right. You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Hello and welcome to Fallacious Trump, the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of a bigoted bigwig to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim. And I'm your other host, Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. And the logical fallacy we're looking at this week is argumentum ad fastidium, also known as the argument from disgust. So yeah, the argumentum ad fastidium. This is where someone Mm -hmm. uh, says that because they personally are uh, disgusted by something, find something unpleasant... That yep. implies that that thing is therefore either factually or morally wrong. Right. Okay. And it links these these ideas of pleasantness or beauty with truth and yeah. unpleasantness or disgust or repulsiveness with, yeah, with, with it just being wrong. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> I've just, oh, I've suddenly thought of an image of the Morlocks and the Eloy mm. from the time machine where the Eloy are beautiful but actually somewhat stupid, and the the Morlocks are blue and toothy and <laughs> live underground and eat people. The, the same in um, Gulliver's Travels with the Hoichenims and the Yahoos. Yeah. That, yeah, we, all of which are um, allegories for humans, of course. Yeah, being low and base and disgusting and therefore morally <laughs> wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. So our first example comes from Trump talking about Japan and them accepting exports from the U.S. We send them cattle. They don't want our cattle, so they send it back. It goes back and forth, back and forth. Finally, they accept it. They call it Kobe beef because it's aged. I mean, the stuff is rotted. No, no, it's like rotted. So because it's aged, it's decaying, it's disgusting. They call it Kobe beef, and they charge you 10 times more for it. You tell me they're not smart? That's Japan. So we... We know Trump's feelings about steaks. Yeah. In that he likes them well done with ketchup, like burnt to a crisp, basically. Yeah. So if he, you can draw with it, then he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. clearly has appalling taste when it comes to food. Yeah. He did feed the, the incoming champion basketball team on cold McDonald's, yeah. didn't he? Because that's what he thinks is prime rib beef. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and somehow he seems to think that Kobe beef is beef that's just been left out and is rotting, right. and that's why right. it's so tender. Maybe it's not. It's not yeah. quite clear. It's possible he's trying to be funny. I think he's probably trying to be funny and also saying this thing that he might believe. I don't. It's hard right. to say. Yeah, it's also hard. I because I don't know whether when they. I mean, probably none of this is true. That's the thing. None of yeah. the the chances it goes are... back and forth, back and forth. Really, does yeah. it? That's yeah, the thing. That's... Obviously, that's not true. And yeah. and if the US ever wanted to export beef or cattle to the to Japan, I don't know if they yeah. would do it when the beef when the cattle was dead and it was beef, or when yeah. they were alive. If they did it when the cattle were alive, obviously, and no matter how much you delayed that. The yeah. beef wouldn't start rotting if the cows are still yeah. alive. Yeah. If they did it yeah. once it's beef, that's still not in any way what Kobe beef is. Right, yeah. Plus, you'd probably refrigerate it 
Oh, of course you would, yeah. Yeah. And and but KVB beef, beef is is very specifically. It's like a it's a subset of wagyu beef, mm-hmm. which is already something which is kind of very carefully controlled uh, and and requires a specific lineage and and genetics um, right. within Japan wow. of of, yeah. of cattle that have been raised specifically in Japan in, in like of a particular kind of cattle in a particular yeah. part of Japan and yeah. and Kobe specifically is a, is pure lineage Tajima Gyu cattle and it, it, right. even more than that like they they have to be either a cow that hasn't had calves or a right. bullock they have yeah. to be between 28 and 60 months old wow that like there's really specific rules yeah. about it yeah so to the point that there's only about three to five thousand cattle a year that kind of qualify to be right uh kobe okay. beef and and that's so why that, it's so expensive that's why it's so expensive yes, yes exactly and then like the like the cow in the or the the meat dish in the restaurant at the end of the universe <laughs> it will recommend yeah its own oh, absolutely haunches. <laughs> yeah Perhaps he's confusing it also with the thousand-year-old egg thing. I mean, maybe Chinese delicacy. <laughs> just, just yeah. stuff he's read about as a child. Yeah, no stuff that had, he had read to him as a child. <laughs> yeah, or he saw in a cartoon once. Yeah, yeah. but the so, fact that he yeah. finds this, yeah, disgusting in some way doesn't mean it isn't great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, this is true of lots of people of you know trying foods from different cultures sometimes they will because it's not what they're used to they will yep. think oh no that's a bit weird i don't fancy that that's wrong you shouldn't do that yeah yeah like for example the the trope of people in the east eating dogs yeah or people in france eating horses or yep. things like that and and yep. people going oh no that's that's just wrong when they're quite happily chowing down on cows and sheep and cow things and like that so sheep lambs yeah squir- squirrels not so much squirrels <laughs> yeah deer yeah uh-huh. That kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, or insects. We Absolutely, talked about insects yeah, yeah. last episode, yeah. I think. The um, you know, the fact that people happily eat insects in you know, the vast majority of the world yeah. and outnumber those that don't. Um, we just kind of go, ooh, that's a sort of, yeah, chocolate covered tarantulas. <laughs> oh uh-huh. no, they're yeah. very I have had a chocolate covered ant. Um it's, it's an odd experience. Tastes always everything that you eat that you don't normally eat yeah. all tastes like chicken anyway, so might as well just eat it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with chocolate. Yeah. So uh, our second example yeah. is a bit more metaphorically disgusting than than kind of okay. food Actually, disgusting related, right? And yeah. it's uh, when Trump was talking about the effects of violent media after a shooting, and obviously because that's m- much more likely to My- be important than, 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 than guns than guns yeah. yeah but the fact is that you are having movies come out that are so violent with the killing and everything else that maybe that's another thing we're going to have to discuss and a lot of people are saying it. you have these movies today where you can go and have a child see the movie and yet it's so violent and so disgusting so we may have to talk about that also see a lot of people say that but <laughs> a lot of people say that yeah, but maybe we should true. have some kind of rating on those things. Yeah, uh, he that's said right. during this. The, yeah, yeah. That, that don't allow people under a certain age to go mm. into the theatre where they're showing those kind of movies. Yeah, yeah. and they, and they could employ people to do that. People like you, they could <laughs> employ to do that. And yeah. then, who would also note in your? I think you've looked at it in a great deal, great deal of detail. Who also note that when you get happy, nice movies about 
little ponies or (laughs) bears that are, you know, care for people. You don't get an outbreak of care and, and pony trekking. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe you do. I don't know. Yeah. You know, there's a, yeah. it's not related. It's sudden. There's been a sudden outbreak of people talking to strangers and being really kind to people, and we've got to blame the fact that the new Care Bear movies come out. Yeah, and I mean that is the thing. It's it's <laughs> doesn't matter if you find violence in movies disgusting or sex in movies disgusting or just yeah. generally Care, think Care it's bears. unpleasant. But, that doesn't mean that it is a factor in systemic violence within society or things like that those two things aren't aren't as linked as that suggests when you say yes this these movies are disgusting or this or anything like that and and no amount of saying it's a fact yeah make makes it a fact no also as a sidebar (laughs) yeah 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 but another thing that trump finds disgusting is being asked about racism Um, okay and this was in the the, I think it was the first press conference that he gave after becoming president. It became kind of infamous at the time mm-hmm. because it was mad, but we didn't know <laughs> what was to come at that point. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he was asked by a, a Jewish reporter, not so much about his own kind of racist rhetoric, but about the rise in hate crimes, like anti-Semitic hate crimes and, and racist crimes in communities since he was elected and whether that might be possibly connected to some of the things that he'd Mm -hmm. been talking about. Yeah. Number one, I am the least anti-Semitic person that you've ever seen in your entire life. Number two, racism, the least racist person. In fact, we did very well relative to other people running as a Republican. Quiet, quiet, quiet. See, he lied about he was going to get up and ask a very Straight, simple question. So, you know, it's welcome to the world of the media. But let me just tell you something, that um, I hate the charge. I find it repulsive. I hate even the question because people that know me, and you heard the prime minister, you heard uh, Netanyahu yesterday. Did you hear him? Bibi. He said, I've known Donald Trump for a long time. And then he said, forget it. (laughs) Yeah, that was what... That was what yep. Betanyahu said. Uh, yeah, long time. Uh, but he hates he hates the question. Basically, he finds yeah. it repulsive that people yeah. ask him whether and you can tell because he just says, "Be quiet, be yeah. quiet." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. Yeah. yeah, not not the whole thing about racism. Doesn't think that that's a bad thing. Just don't ask me about it because that's even that's even worse. That's <laughs> when he kind of he, you could see him try calculating. What the English for the least anti-Semitic? Does that make make me the most Semitic? That that you could yeah. you could hear the, the the two cogs grinding together there. Oh God, that was horrible. Yeah, and we did get an, we got an insight into the the whole of Trump is there, isn't it? Yeah, shout, shouting at the media, disdaining the media, and just not liking being asked certain things. And believing, as a as a big as a bigoted bigwig, <laughs> believing that those questions shouldn't be asked of him because you know, I, I, let's talk about racism. I'm the least racist person in this context you've ever met. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's literally yeah. talking to a guy in a yarmulke saying, "I am yeah. the least anti-Semitic person you personally have ever met." Yeah. <laughs> 
the clues in the question that he <laughs> he's he's um, disdaining being asked about because obviously he isn't. Otherwise, the guy wouldn't be prompted to ask uh-huh. that question. And now is the time I think for Mark's British politics corner. I did try to find an example of there are similar examples to that being asked about racism by Pretty Patel, who who just makes your flesh crawl when she talks about it, which is quite disgusting <laughs> in itself. But uh, but she doesn't actually say it was disgusting that this was asked of me. She implied it, and her successor uh, Braverman has done the same thing. And what they've done is. Very a thing Trump can't do is that they play the race card themselves. They say, you know, you can't call me racist because I'm brown. <laughs> it's not true. And, and yeah, but I couldn't find an example of her saying it. What I did find was that um, good old Dominic Raab, who's now the ex-Deputy Prime Minister and Justice Secretary, and prior to that he was the Foreign Secretary, and if you remember, he was famously holidaying whilst Afghanistan, about this time last year, fell to the Taliban, and he couldn't find the time to return several phone calls from the ministries, yeah, saying, let's do something about it. And he couldn't yeah. go on the beach because the sea was closed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all of that. Closed yeah. the sea that day, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I couldn't have possibly been on the beach. Anyway, he's resigned his latest position as the inquiry into whether he'd been bullying his staff found that indeed he had. And he resigned before he was pushed and before he had to put Rishi Sunak in the position of pushing him. Sunak responded to Rab's resignation letter, which incidentally included such phrases as, in setting the threshold for bullying so low, this inquiry has set a dangerous precedent. (laughs) Whilst Sunak admits, as you say, you had rightly undertaken to resign if the report made any finding of bullying whatsoever, you have kept your word. He then goes on to say, but your resignation should not make us forget your record of delivery in both this government and previous administrations. You know, yes, and we don't forget the fact that he was holidaying whilst Afghanistan fell to (laughs) the Taliban. These achievements should make you extremely proud. Labour's deputy leader, Angela Rayner, describes Rishi Sunak's response thus. That report is very clear that the deputy prime minister of this country bullied and intimidated people in their workplace. If if you were the victims of that bullying today you would be feeling that even though Dominic Rabb has resigned, that there is no um, awareness and no acknowledgement of what's happened. Rishi Sunak said he wanted to drive forward as Prime Minister with these integrity and with these values, and we've seen, actually, that that hasn't been the case. And I think his letter to uh, Dominic Rabb is absolutely disgusting and doesn't acknowledge the seriousness of what's happened. So apart from talking on behalf of those people that were today... Um, listening to the resignation and re- realizing that they were affected by the by the bullying inquiry, blah 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 blah. She she is disgusted by um, finds his response disgusting, and therefore is morally wrong. It's it. I I see what I think is I think she has a point, but I think she's the point has been lessened. She's um, demeaned her point by yeah. making it about her own disgust. I mean, things things can be mo- both morally wrong and disgusting. Yes. The trouble comes where you're saying, because I find this disgusting, that yes. that is evidence that it is wrong in yeah. some way. Yeah, or because, yeah. or yes, exactly. So, And if she'd have stayed with the same train of thought and said it's inappropriate... Um, mm. An inappropriate response. It's not. 
what I, what's he tried to do, and I think what tr- Trump is trying to do unsuccessfully is to appeal. Well, in a way, it's an appeal to emotion, isn't it? Because it, you know, that s- sense of innate disgust is one that we associate with with bad things, nasty things, things yeah. that are ultimately going to do you harm. So to invoke that um, emotion, that sense, is a shortcut to get people to go, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm disgusted it, and you should be disgusted too. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it kind of... It somehow loses the the power of the of the attack, not the attack, the power of what she's saying. Speaking of attack, meanwhile, Labour um, on the other side of the house have been running what could be termed attack ads against Rishi Sunak in a tweet pitching itself as the party of law and order. Labour recently shared a photo of the Prime Minister smiling alongside the words, "Do you think adults convicted of sexually assaulting children should go to prison?" Rishi Sunak doesn't. This is all based on government figures about the lack of jailing of adults convicted of sexually assaulting children. And asked whether this was playing dirty, the same Angela Rayner, I think, uses the argumentum ad fastidium to say this. Their record on crime is a disaster, and we're putting those figures out there, which are the official government figures. Rishi Sunak is the Prime Minister. He's been a senior politician in the Conservative benches all the way into the Cabinet, all the way through the last couple of years, and nothing has been done to resolve these despicable crime figures that we're seeing. And I make no apology to allowing the public to see that and to put that responsibility at his door because he is the Prime Minister and he needs to tackle this issue. So she says this is something, these figures on these the lack of jail terms for the people accused and convicted of should be despised. You too should despise this behaviour. It is awful and despicable. Uh, again, it's you know you can see what <laughs> yeah. they're doing. They're going, they're playing. What they're doing is playing the Tories at their own game. It, what's interesting is that in a very similar way, when Johnson raised the spectre of Jimmy Savile, the seventies DJ personality who was discovered to have was a serial assaulter of people, living and dead, apparently he was used in an argument against Starmer by Boris Johnson. And uh, the SNP MP, so the Scottish National Party MP, John Nicholson, who coincidentally was only himself recently cleared of bullying, Nadine Dorries, of all people, he tweeted, this is absolutely nauseating, politics cheapened and debased. The Labour Party wants to win, of course, but like this. And then he told the Scottish newspaper, The National, Labour's new ad campaign is revolting. When Boris Johnson falsely claimed that Keir Starmer had failed to prosecute Savile, I stood up for Keir Starmer. I tackled Tory ministers on Tories' lies and grotesque tactics. But Labour's tactic now is to show that they can wallow in a sewer with the Tories. Voters deserve better. And in a kind of shuddering kind of um, reaction, commentator and Guardian columnist Owen Jones tweeted, the next election is going to be absolutely disgusting, with both main political parties are to blame. Nicholson gets nauseating in their uh, debased, revolting <laughs> sewer all of that stuff and it's all kind of oh yeah with it you know I, it, what it's doing is 
whilst the media didn't really side with Labour when Johnson kind of, yeah, resurrected Savile, now that Starmer is kind of having a go at um, Sunak's party for their lack of action in yeah. this regard, you, you can't, you know, yeah, if just... They, they're acting just as low as the Tories, but then the whole of the media just doesn't like it at all. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the response to it has overshadowed the point yes. that was trying to be made, which suggests that yep. it wasn't well done, the, the ads. Yeah. They did a job which was probably quite predictably going to end up with this kind of backlash rather yes. than let's open up this d- debate about the terrible rate of, of jailing yeah. for convicted yeah. offenders. Because um, I think at the, at the heart of it, they're going for the argumentum ad fastidium. They're going for oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, sexually yeah, assaulted children. By implication, they're saying, yeah, yeah, you should be disgusted by what by, by this yeah. thing. Yeah. Because let's but, choose but the most disgusting thing a, we can think of. Quite a similar it's not it's not as blatant as blaming Starmer for not prosecuting Savile. Yeah when he was not in a position to do anything about it when those decisions were made. Yeah. But it is claiming Rishi Sunak doesn't think people who assault children should go to prison, when he probably does. Yeah. (laughs) But but it's more complicated than that. (laughs) Yes, exactly, yeah. Yeah, because because even with uh, Angela Rayner's explanation, she said, well, you know, he was... Yeah, yeah, something big in the party, you can and see now what he's yeah. they're, they're yeah. saying, but it requires yeah. that it's the problem, isn't it? With the with nuanced arguments, yeah, is that they're trying the Tory tactic of not making a nuanced argument, yeah. of doing the big splashy thing that is upsetting to people instead yeah. of actually making a point backed up with evidence. Yeah, <laughs> yes, because they've lost the ability now to say, well, here's the point we were trying to make with that yeah. slightly overly emotional ad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because everyone's yeah. talking about the ad instead of the point. And the, and they've lost the moral high ground yeah, because they've gone for, they've used the argument ad fastidium. They've gone for, here is a disgusting thing, mm-hmm. and Sunak's doing nothing about it. So you're instantly, it's the, they're coming for your children yeah. thing, isn't it? It's that, as soon as they do that, Everybody is going. Oh God, that's awful, and and yeah, they've kind of lost because they've done that. They've lost the moral high ground. They are wallowing in the sewer, as uh, Nicholson, you know, puts it, which is a disgusting image in its in and of itself, <laughs> of course. Especially yeah. with all those Tories down there. Oh my God! Yeah. 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 Well, at least your feet won't. Yeah, get the wet. shit isn't so yeah. bad, but it's all the Tories. Yeah, that's it's the Tories. God, that you just can't get it out of your clothes, can you? So, for the final example, here is the uh, a slightly lighter vein. Here is the odious Uriah Heap of the right, Jacob Rees-Mogg, who's schooling us all on the wrong-headedness of our thinking in talking about the appetising nature of baked beans. Baked beans, which I've always thought absolutely disgusting. I, there was a there was an advert. Well, I'm sorry if I've upset the makers of baked beans, but there was a saying, 
um, which is desperately politically incorrect nowadays, so I hope the right honourable lady will forgive me. It was their advertising slogan. A million housewives every day pick up a can of beans and say, Heinz means beans. But when I was a child, this was corrupted to a million housewives every day pick up a can of beans and say, yuck, throw them away. And I'm sorry, that has always been my view of baked beans. So it's the fact that it's, it's just awful. <laughs> that was the playground the, chant at Eton, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, exactly. And the, and the slogan isn't, Heinz means beans. No, it was beans, beans means, means Heinz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you think you never baked beans because Nanny wouldn't have served them to you. And if they would have been haricot beans, absolutely, and, you know, hand grilled and, and and in a tomato and herb sauce, exactly. Yeah, with no added sugar. Yeah, yeah. But cause, but what he's what he's done in saying that they are disgusting is upset the entire baked bean industry, <laughs> but also the most of the British public who well, bloody yeah, love exactly. baked beans. Yes, quite. <laughs> and you know, and he and somehow holds him holds us. At arm's length, you know, with the, with that awful smell of poor people up his nose, that you know leads to the likes of. You might as well PD. say fish and yeah. chips are just you know exactly uh, yeah. fish and chips, which I've always thought were particularly shit as a meal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Adding vinegar, God, yeah, God, I hate it. <laughs> Rayford is close upon me. How should I vote today? To feel so unsure always Give up or now keep on this way Little Rishi saps my elbow It's good least that's what you said I could run by standing greedy Labour won't stop as long as I feed it The Pharisees drip like creases The argument so hasty Everyone's idea from Repulsion 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 Dinosaur Junior there with repulsion. So in The Fallacy in the Wild, we'd like to talk about the Fallacy of the Week from a non-political perspective. And as so often happens, the very first thing that came into my head when I thought about this one was an episode of Friends. So the Friends. (laughs) Uh, And this episode is actually called The One with the Ick Factor. (laughs) And it is where Monica was dating a much younger man. She told him that she was 22 when she's actually 26. Because she didn't want oh him to think God. that she was too old for him. And he right. told her that he yeah. was a senior in college yeah. and therefore pretty close to 22. It turned out he yeah. was actually a senior in high school. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which yeah. means he's 17. Which, to be fair, is the age of consent in New York. So she wasn't technically doing anything wrong. Right. But still felt icky about it. <laughs> Monica, this is ridiculous. We are great together. We can talk, we make each other laugh, and the sex. Oh, man. Okay. I have no frame of reference, but I thought that was great. It was. Then what's the problem? Ethan, it's, um... It's icky. Icky? 
You're actually going to throw this away because it's icky? <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> right, sure, yeah, sure, I have no frame of reference. <laughs> yeah, it's a kind of parenthetical aside, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, I haven't got any frame yeah. of reference, but, you know, all the same, yeah. So, yeah, well, uh, technically, there's nothing really wrong, legally speaking at least. Yeah. Arguably morally. With a twenty-six-year-old going out with a seventeen-year-old, but it's a bit—it's a lot of people it think it's a bit icky. And and but, then, but when you get to—I mean, what's that? Nine years? Yeah. Difference? See, that's the thing. I mean, if they got to twenty and twenty-nine, yeah, le- less icky. That's exactly right. And yes, that age difference is is not a big deal. Older in later yeah. in life, and then in fact, much larger age differences are not necessarily seen as icky by people. Um, they might be th- thought of as a bit unusual, like but like Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones, people accept yeah, that yeah, as a completely yeah. fine relationship. And, yeah. you know, it's one of those things that, that when there is that little bit of kind of borderline of adolescence to, to adulthood, it becomes dodgy, even though it's certainly legally okay in New York. I mean, the UK, the age of consent is 16 yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's yeah. technically fine although when you hear one of the Beatles sing about you're 16 you're beautiful and you're mine feels a bit weird when they're a grown up yeah yeah that's true or you're just 17 <laughs> just 17 you know, you know what, what I mean, mean. Yeah, yeah yeah interestingly Courtney Cox is she married to still married to Johnny McDade from Snow Patrol? They split up, got back together. Okay. I don't know what the situation is now, but yeah. When they got together, he is twelve yeah. years her junior. They when they got together in, in they, real life, they, she was yeah. older. I mean, he, realistically, yeah. she was older, older than 26. in this scene than Monica is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. And and it's and I suspect it's no coincidence she went on to play a rolling uh-huh. cougar yep. town yep. where being the older woman is the raison d'etre really so yeah yeah it's a weird kind of shifting yeah. <laughs> sense of morality slash slight so, ickiness yeah, yeah. thing there's a kind of overton yeah. window yeah. of ick yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. our second example comes from uh, <laughs> willy wonka and the chocolate factory the original gene wilder yeah and uh, this yeah. is one of the umpa lumpa songs uh, when violet has had some gum and swelled up oh, yeah. to be a giant blueberry. Yeah, no, that's a roller yeah. away. Gum chewing's time when it's once in a while. It stops you from smoking and brightens your smile. But it's repulsive, revolting, and wrong. Chewing and chewing all day long. The way that a cow does. Chewing gum is good because it stops you from, from smoking. But only once in a while. while. Yeah, and brightens yeah. your smile. But chewing yeah, yeah. all day long, all day is, long is revolting, repulsive and wrong. Wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. But that's, yes, because the, because Charlie, the, well, Charlie, the, Willy Wonka, the chocolate factory, the chocolate fairy factory <laughs> story from Roald Dahl. It's a set of morality plays, really, isn't it? For things that he oh, doesn't yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't watch television too much. Mm-hmm. Don't steal anything. Um, don't chew gum. And yet he's quite happy with farting giants and <laughs> and all that stuff. He loves all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And witches puking blue ink into their handbags. Yeah. 
He, yeah, he's quite happy with that. Mm-hmm. But chewing gum, forget it. No, it's wrong. Yeah. Revolting, repulsive, wrong. and wrong. wrong. Revolting, <laughs> repulsive, and wrong. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. The way that a cow does. Uh, and another yeah. thing that people used to feel, some people used to feel was revolting, repulsive, and wrong, was being gay. Mm-hmm. And it seems like there's a reasonable amount of people who, back in the 60s and before yep. that, and just yep. some people even now, mm-hmm. feel it's wrong because they feel it's icky. <laughs> that seems yeah. to be at least a factor in what they feel is a justification of their, their belief that it is wrong. Um, yep. So we've got this example from the Imitation Game, the story of Alan Turing starring Benedict Cumberbatch. That's what Turing's hiding. He's a puff, not a spy. No, what's the matter? I can charge a university professor with indecency. No, this is it's bloody rubbish. Turing's up to something important. He's committed a crime and he's broken the law. And with a bloke. Jesus Christ, it's bloody disgusting. This isn't the investigation I was conducting. Yeah, so, yeah. so they, I mean, the justifications that some people still have and certainly had before for disagreeing with allowing people to be gay yeah were religion which is a very yeah. very thin argument yeah. because there's very very little in the bible about being gay and jesus yeah. certainly never had any problems with it yeah and thinking it's a bit disgusting that's that yeah. seems to be their other main argument yeah <laughs> yeah and there've been yeah. some studies on um the kind of crossover between people who are easily disgusted and yeah. uh, political views and views on gay people seeming to show that people with conservative political views are more easily disgusted by stuff than people with progressive and liberal views. Naturally, with most stimuli, there are people who are more easily triggered by things than others. And so so for those disgust responses that we have to bad smells or vomit or whatever, um, some people are more easily disgusted than others. And it seems that the people who are more easily disgusted are more likely to disapprove of homosexuality and more likely to be um, politically conservative. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And um, But it's just just listening to those policemen talking in the imitation game, you know, thank God the police aren't like that anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, now they're famously woke, aren't they, British police? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yes. They're, they're they're overly so much PC. So they, yeah. <laughs> yes, so much so they've been told off by um, Suella Braverman to stop spending time dealing with woke issues like hate crime and get on with stopping burglaries and people coming yeah. over here in small boats. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna play fake news, folks. I love the game. It's a great game. I understand the game as well as anybody. As well as anybody. Yes, it's time for Fake News, the game in which I read out three Trump quotes, usually, uh, two of which are real and one I made up, and Mark has to figure out which one is fake news. You see, what I find sickening <laughs> is the absolutely nauseating way that the despicable nature of luck can be so close to be grasped, only to have it slurp from your hands into a puddle <laughs> on the floor. It makes me heave. It's revolting and repellent to be subject to the putrid, paralent <laughs> whims of fortune. It turns my stomach. <laughs> well. You say three quotes normally. <laughs> yeah. I'm intrigued. You see, the thing is, I'm doing something a bit different because yeah. Trump released another set of his NFTs. Oh, lovely. Uh, which yeah. he's charging $99 for each again. 
and yeah. they're as shit as they were last time. And right. so I have come up with probably the yeah. worst kind of quiz <laughs> you could possibly do on an audio podcast. Yeah. Which is uh, a series of images. <laughs> right. Some of <laughs> um, which were of mid which, journey. Yeah. So I've done, yeah. I've, I've, I've given Mark, and I will put these images both in the show notes yeah. at com slash ft123. Yeah. Also on our Twitter feed in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Trump, and also on our Patreon feed for patrons. So you'll be able to see it everywhere. That's um, good because they and, are And you do, you do need to see them. <laughs> so oh, God, I have given do. Mark nine images, wow. six yeah. of which are genuine trump nfts no and three of which i yeah spent half an hour knocking up on mid journey and photoshop (laughs) and and i am asking mark to tell me so he you have an opportunity to get three points here and and kind of oh really oh cool get get some actually like bonus points yeah Yeah. so if you'd like to talk the listeners through what we've got there number one we've got trump in a in what looks like a, a a snow combat outfit with a with a snow camouflage sniper's rifle with a telescopic sight over it standing and in the background is kind of like sort of misty grey and an eagle with with the, in the colours of the United States flag um, so that's number one, that's quite, he looks like kind of G.I. Joe basically <laughs> in that one number two, he looks a bit oh my god that's brilliant he looks a bit like um, um, the Men in Black characters but he's flying out of the orbit of the Earth on a rocket. So the bottom half Would of Trump... Would you say on a rocket? <laughs> no, he is a rocket. He is a rocket. The bottom half of Trump is a rocket. It's like stage one of Trump has fallen away and we're on the top half of Trump. He's got a Superman stance, so one fist up and one fist back, and his hands are gold. And around him fly what look like dollar coins gold coins with tea on it with stars around them that's just great that one number three it's simply <laughs> simply well you know putin riding a horse with his with his shirt off well this is it trump he's got his shirt on and it's like but he's riding a lion it's like in a it's semi kind of arid <laughs> Arid background, that's excellent. <laughs> and, he's, you know, and, he's, and the lion's looking quite nonchalant. That's quite cool. Number four is out. Is yeah, wow. He, that is what the hell is that? So number four, it's like a chess piece. If Trump was the king chess piece, with uh, so he's got a pointy hat with with tees. The pointy bits on his crown are tees. Oh, that's great! And he's holding an auburn scepter, there, and the the scepter has the flag flying from it, and the orb is the earth. Oh, that's so good! Oh, and he's gold, of course, and has a five pointed star round like a like a rapper's necklace from the eighties. <laughs> and that, wow, that is brilliant. Uh, number five, there there he is holding a, what the hell is that? So he's he's holding a tray. <laughs> he's obviously at a barbecue. So he's holding a tray full of uh, hot dogs and burgers, all of which got flags sticking out of him, next to a dog, a black dog with a, with a bandana with a flag on it. 
and he's holding one of the burgers in the tongs and it's steaming in the way that we know, no, smoking in the way that he we know he likes well done. That's very good. With a cheesy smile, that is too, that's worth $99 or anyone's money. Number six, he's dressed as a, it's a bit like Boris Johnson when he played football and he put on a, or he went to a football event and he put on the, uh, England strip over his shirt and tie. So Trump's, so he's wearing American football out uniform, no helmet, obviously, because it would hide his face, holding a ball. He's about to, he's got his beady eye, he's about to fling it somewhere with, and he's got weirdly a, so he's part coach, part player, because in his pocket, flapping out of his pocket is, the magic sponge. <laughs> it's a towel. Yeah. I, I believe that it's what quarterbacks use to wipe their hands so that they they don't. Oh, have, so they don't yeah, slip on yeah, the ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah go along with that. There's... <laughs> okay, so we've had gold Trump, right? <laughs> so number seven is green Trump because he is the Hulk. He's bursting out. He's burst out of most of his. He's still got most of his jacket. And uh, shirt and tie, but green. Look at he looks, you know, he's quite quite built. His arms are built, but his <laughs> his hair is still yellow. Obviously, right. Number eight. He's there's another GI Joe thing. He's got camouflage. I don't know what he's holding. He's holding camouflage. Oh, hold camouflage binoculars. He's got camouflage rifle over his shoulder, and that kind of stripy um, Vietnam, uh, the stuff, the place he never went, face makeup. If, yeah, that's proper GI. I quite like that GI Joe, if that was available. <laughs> and the ninth one, probably the pièce de résistance, probably enough, is dressed as Napoleon. And yet he's got, so he's got 45 on his hat. I think it's actually George Washington. But he it's, looks like it does Napoleon. look a bit like Napoleon, but I think he's yeah. he's kind of okay. So he's kind he's of a, being Washington. I think he's a kind of crossing the the Delaware. So Rubicon, yeah, right. Um, okay, right. <laughs> but not but quite. also he's looking through a, a telescope, yeah. a bit like Nelson did, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. said, "I see no ships." Yeah, well, it's contemporary with Washington. Brilliant. Oh, that's excellent. So three of so these. Three of the, I, only three. The other only six are three genuine for sale. Oh my god! Trump digital trading cards. Oh no. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm having to revert to it's how is mid journey with hands these days because <laughs> they're all so they're all. They could so be him. Oh, the one where he's dressed up as the camouflage green camo um, GI Joe. There is in the background, which is kind of autumnal, wooded, misty thing. So there are Phantom Forty Fives floating through the woods. Wow. Okay. So which ones of? I suspect it's the least outrageous ones. No, I can't believe the Hulk is real. Okay, so I think. The ones that you did are probably, number one, the snow camo with the eagle behind him. Quite like him on a lion. But I think number four, the gold 
chess piece king with the T's on his crown. Well, he's got three T's on his breastplate as well. I think that that one you did. And I'm going to go with the other camo guy, G.I. Joe, number eight. So I think one, four, and eight you did. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'll put you out of your misery. Yeah. You haven't got any of them right, unfortunately. No. <laughs> Those are all genuine. The, no, no. Number eight, I genuinely can't. It's it's the worst piece of Photoshop crap I've it ever is seen. So, so shit. thanks for saying I did that. But no, no, I no, I didn't know. I was just thinking you did. You had nothing to do with it. I'd say Mid Journey would spew out that kind of stuff. No, Mid Journey's a lot no. better than that. That oh, that is, is a piece okay, of shit. So it is it that is, is supposed awful. to be a bow, a crossbow, a camouflaged crossbow over his shoulder. He's got there. It's, it's it's just it's like a I mean it's green painted lobster. It's hard to overstate how bad <laughs> just as a compos- composite image yeah. this is. Not just yeah. an image of Trump or an image of a camouflage GI Joe type thing. Yeah. I don't know yeah. where they got the model for the soldier because that's shit. Yeah. And then they got, also, got he's probably got like, six fingers. They, I don't know where they would find such a bad image of... I mean, it's not Trump. No. It's not even no. a bad drawing of Trump done by a five-year-old. No. It's some weird... <laughs> like, they found a Ken doll that looked as much like Trump as they could and then took a yeah. photo of it and photoshopped and then... that badly into a shot of <laughs> a person in a forest. Yeah, It's that... just... I don't so know shit. how they could make it that bad. So I oh, all right. So, so so yeah, that um so okay, none of those so are right. my so my second my second guess okay. then is <laughs> You don't get any points is, now, but yeah. No. Hulk, Trump on a lion, and the 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 quarterback. See now if you'd said that first time, you'd be getting yeah. three points right now. No those way. are the three that I made up. But they're See, they're worth $99. I think they're much better than this. Much stuff. better. I found it quite How hard. How could they... I had to use Photoshop to make them look worse... Yes. ...than they yeah. initially came out. Because mm. actually, they, they first of all, I, they look too good. I, I found it hard right. to, to use AI and Photoshop to make images as bad as Trump <laughs> was selling. <laughs> Yeah, and also well, you managed to kind of flat flatten it a little bit. Yeah, yeah the, I had the, to blur them up a bit. I had to make light, them yeah. a bit more paintery, and yeah, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they no. They, that means the that means the men in black flying I mean, yeah. in space what is actually real. What the fuck is going on with that? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, the thing. It's Trump I'm, as a superhero. With stuff like that and the king chess piece thing. Yeah, and I. No, I was like, I can't okay, that well, was real what as well. mad ideas can I come up with? Initially, yeah. the fir- one of the first things I thought was like, okay, Trump is Captain America. Right. I'll try that. Oh, yeah, there you go. And Clearly. then I, and yeah. I looked through the, some of the things. They've done that. Yeah. There is one oh, no. in his NFTs. It's shit. But, but yeah, they've, yeah, tr- they've already gone with that. So I thought, okay, well, I'll do a, a Hulk. And that came out really well. I'm really, I think it looks great. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, it's better than all of the other ones that he's got. Yeah. And then I was, yep. uh, I I tried several times to to do one of Trump fighting a lion, 
and I just <laughs> couldn't quite get one that that looked yeah m- the appropriate amount of mad. But I thought that was the kind of thing that he would probably yeah come yeah up with. yeah yeah. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah, I couldn't. That would see. I was going I on the. One. They're just ridiculous. Yeah. So they obviously got to be. <laughs> well, I was, I was trying to fake. come up with mad stuff because the fucking Which, <sighs> rocket Trump leaving yeah. the Earth through a yeah. meteor shower a, of Trump a, coins a, set a high a, bar a, with gold, ha- gold hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, there's an AI prompt right there. <laughs> and you think, well, well you know, mid journey, the trial is free. You can get in there for nothing. It's Why actually, are there unfortunately, ones so not shit? now. After that guy oh, okay. did the arrests, the Trump arrest oh, thing, yeah. they they said, yeah. "Oh, like we're not, we're we're perfectly fine with people mm-hmm. pretending that stuff's happening to world figures that isn't happening, but only if they're paying us ten dollars a month for it." Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're we're not letting people disrupt so, the news cycle free. Yeah. So they're following um, uh, Elon yeah. Musk's model there yeah yeah uh, yeah so wow I, I, oh I god wisely used my ten dollars a month uh yeah to, to do this yeah. <laughs> and yeah wow so there we go that is uh unfortunately so that so the burger one points. the burger one is yeah is again so shit but it's yeah it is an ai it's prompt, like but, they, but the burgers and the hot dogs on the tray are like clip art yeah. they're like yeah they're so <laughs> They There's look like been no been attempt whatsoever to make them look slightly 3D or in the scene or compo- no. composited no. <laughs> in at all. And there's a weird thing going on underneath in the space yeah. where his hand ought to be. Yeah. And what, what's that thing hanging around his neck? What is that? Fire extinguisher? <laughs> a kazoo? I'm not sure, actually. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, uh, some sort of ocarina. Yeah. I know. Oh, no. oh, my God. God, and the, I um, think you should try and sell those ones that you've made <laughs> as Trump NFTs. <laughs> yeah, exclusive. Or, uh, ones. Trumps. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, for like 99 plus one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Definitely go look at the pictures because, yeah, I mean, they paint a thousand words. <laughs> we tried about the whole oh, Christ so good. <laughs> The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So it's time for the part of the show that this week, at least, is called Fox News is Not a Logical Fallacy. Oh, yes. Because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the day before the Fox News versus Dominion trial was due to start, it was announced that Fox News had decided they don't want to have to tell the truth in court. And yeah. it is worth over a, a three quarters of a billion dollars to them not to have to do that. Uh, yeah. Three quarters of a billion dollars. It's a ridiculous amount of money. How much were they willing to pay to not have to say that they had lied on air? 
The weird thing is it's wow. all been said in the Discovery, which has been largely released yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was just, yeah, they didn't, yeah, they didn't want to drag it out <laughs> the amount of time they had to say, uh, yeah, we yeah. we lied. And also bring out probably new stuff that hasn't been released in Discovery. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, that was the. I mean, the uh, originally Dominion were asking for one point six billion dollars, uh, which is a lot of money. Wow. Um, yep. And yep. and they and it's about half is what they ended up with. And Dominion yep. is a company worth about ninety eight million dollars. Oh uh, well, wow. well, I don't know if that's the the value that that that's like their annual revenue. That's like what they were expected right. to get in the next year or so. So this is about okay. eight years yep. worth of money that they've just wow. made yeah yeah um because so that, which is two elections cycles about worth yeah. yeah 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 um wow and this is by no means the end of fox's problems because yeah dominion isn't the only people su- suing them i mean smartmatic apart yeah. from anyone there's there's various other people but smartmatic yeah. they they repeatedly claimed that dominion voting machines used smartmatic software to Right. Do all this fraud? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, so, and Smartmatic's a bigger company. Um, they they've uh, filed a two point seven billion dollar lawsuit against Fox, and God. yeah, and they have arguably a better case because right, pretty much all of the stuff that was said about Dominion was also said about Smartmatic. But at, at least Dominion voting machines were actually used in the twenty twenty election, whereas Smartmatic uh, software was, Smartmatic was only used in LA County. That's it. Wow. Wasn't and and yet they claimed all kinds of things about it being, you know, overturning votes in across the country and and turning Trump votes wow. to, to Biden votes and stuff like that. And plus they're also aren't they more of a global company than Yeah, I mean Dominion? there's a bigger company certainly and they're being yeah, it's used in in <clears throat> yep. other countries. So so they can make a good case that they mm. their reputation has been has been damaged more affected yeah, yeah. by this. So and and the lies being told about them are bigger. Yeah. Big, wow. <clears throat> oh my god. So right. and I don't know. I mean, how, how I, much is I, Fox I can't, worth? <laughs> well, Fox is worth quite a lot. I mean, even just the Fox yeah. News uh, section, um, yeah. which is the one that's kind of mainly um, impacted by this, they their annual revenue is is somewhere in the region of about six million, uh, six billion, sorry, um, dollars. Right. Okay. So yep. so this yep. is. Uh, well, that's their revenue. Once they've paid mm-hmm. costs and staff and all of that kind of stuff, it comes down to about, I think their profit margin is around 2.8 or 2 point something uh, billion. Yeah. So this is wow. um, significant. Not, this not, is a big chunk. Yes. This is more than a quarter of their annual profit Yeah, yeah. Um, that they're giving away in this. And if the Smartmatic settlement is bigger, which it probably would be, um, yeah. again, that's another big, big chunk. And, um, I mean, smart. Uh, the, the, I wonder whether Smartmatic will be as keen to settle rather than take them to court, because right. Dominion yeah. probably because they are, as I said, quite a smaller company, and and that that almost eight hundred million dollars yeah, is yeah. a big fucking significant amount of money for yeah. them. So I can't yeah. blame them for saying, yeah, you know, never mind yeah, about we'll the court that. case That's and making fine. you yep. apologize. We'll have that money, thank you very much. Yes. Smartmatic yeah. might potentially be more inclined to to say, look, well so, no, we reckon we're gonna win. 
in court. We'd like to drag and, your name through the court, please. And arguably yeah. they could yeah. they could go to court, they could win and then be awarded less money than they're asking mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Um, but given how blatant um, their... Well, the thing is, with defamation cases, it's it's usually difficult to prove intent and um, actual malice, which is the, the kind of kind of requirement in, in defamation against uh, media organisations, which yeah. it, actual malice doesn't mean you you want to hurt someone or you want to do, you know you have anger towards them or anything like that it just means yeah. you you are you know that what you're saying is not true you are right um right fully aware of all of the lies you're saying and you're still saying them and right. and it's that's usually quite hard to prove but a lot of the, you know they've they've wrote it down they put yeah so <laughs> many text messages and emails and everything like that saying the yeah. stuff these people are saying is complete nonsense. They've got no evidence for it whatsoever. And then going on screen and saying, and it. saying it yeah, yeah, yeah. out loud that day. So yeah. you've yeah. got quite a lot of evidence to show that that, it, that happened. Yeah, and actually I quite like the fact that the judge presiding over the, uh, the case thanked the jury yeah. for um, bringing the parties... To, to kind of focusing the mind wonderfully, I think, was, you know, is, is fundamentally what he was saying. You know, you know, they're all sat in the room, and there's the jury sitting there going, right oh, bring it on. And then it all kind of stopped for three hours whilst they hammered out a deal. Yeah. And, and uh, Dominion went, yeah, we'll have that. That's fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you very much. And we don't mind that you're not going to sack Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Who, mm. <laughs> however, <laughs> mysteriously disappeared. Well, oh, I think it was He's... a mystery to Tucker that morning, at least. Uh, yeah, because on yeah. the Friday night, um, he yeah. he said, "We'll see you Monday," and right. then on the Monday, supposedly, according to some reporting, at least, he was informed yeah. ten minutes before the press release went out that wow. um, that Fox and Tucker would be mutually kind of parting ways. Yeah, the mutual decision. Neither one yeah. was the one who instigated it, but yeah. but he was basically but fired. He was told that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, yes, and did yeah. they? And and it was in the kind of the the fallout. So was he was he fired for that? I go, no, no, no. There was a lot of bullying going on. I mean, it's Dominic Raab clearly kind of a factor, isn't it? I think <clears throat> yeah. I, when I first heard it, when when. Um, the announcement was made that he was leaving or had left essentially that, that his last show had been Friday. I yeah. did briefly wonder, I entertained the possibility that maybe mm. Fox news had made the decision to move back closer towards a news organization. Right. To, to say, look, okay, we've, we've done this settlement. You know, we've got another lawsuit coming up. Uh, we have made a change Tucker was a big part of the all the lies that went on. We've got rid of yeah. him, and yeah. we are addressing the issues that led to all of that stuff. And I wondered whether, yeah. maybe, possibly, although they would continue to be right-wing biased and, and all of that kind of stuff, yeah. maybe they would think about being less obvious propaganda. Yeah, or or at least realign themselves so that they could get away with telling out and out lies <laughs> later on maybe yeah. by, by virtue of the fact that they go no no what we've done we've cleaned everything up 
Yeah. Uh, not unlike Rupert, uh, Rupert Murdoch doing the same when he shut down the news of the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, no, no, we're going to clean up our act. But I don't think actually that's what they've, they're trying to do at all. And, and right. so part of the reason supposedly for Tucker leaving, according to the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal at least, is, um, is vulgar text messages that were right. discovered. Um, and presumably, like, because after they'd settled Between with Dominion, Friday they went, all oh, right, Monday, I suppose yeah. we should start looking at this other stuff that we've got to deal with now. Yeah, and yeah. they discovered these <laughs> yeah. text messages that night. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, uh, and then the, worked over the weekend <laughs> yeah. to deal with it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, so there's, there's probably multiple factors. I'm absolutely sure that the, the Dominion yeah. lawsuit was part of it. But, yeah, the text messages, uh, including one in which he called a top executive the C-word, so um, I I thought which got immediately be Murdoch, I thought it? it's got to be Murdoch. Yeah, but I also sort of thought the C word was Carlson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a you. You're just a complete Carlson, <laughs> and that was just too much for an aged Australian. Yeah, to bear. Can't call me a Carlson, <laughs> you cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the thing is. Um, and, and this is part of the reason that I wondered if maybe it was mm. an indication of Fox realigning themselves. Right. Is that, I mean, Tucker's done almost everything you could do wrong. <laughs> and and yet they've never had any problem with it before. Nope. And, yep. and now all of a sudden, it does seem a bit surprising that they're like, oh, he's, he's not only um, just blatantly... And systematically and yeah. deliberately lied about all of this stuff, and essentially yeah. tried to destroy democracy by rising the kind of red mist in half the population against yeah. the legitimate government of the yeah. US. But he also yeah. called me a cunt. So yeah. <laughs> you know, now yeah. now we'd better that's, do something about it. Really done it. Yeah. Not only has it cost me seven hundred eighty-seven yeah. million dollars, but he's just he's gone too far. Yeah. Called me a Carlson. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's mm. there's that. Mm. There's the yeah. yeah. That, that's what they're kind of claiming. At least Fox is is, is a big. So they so they're using that rather than saying yes, we're cleaning up our act. We yeah. realise we've gone. That seems you know, like too that far. would be a better way of going. Yeah. 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 Um, but there's also the, there's various other lawsuits like Smartmatic. It, yeah. I think that it would at least be a a better argument that they've got in mm-hmm. the upcoming Smartmatic negotiations to say, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tucker did say some negative things yeah. about you. We've got rid and of him. no longer that working be, for yeah, us. Yeah, that would be yeah, a, yeah, a plus. Yeah. But yeah. there's also um, Abby Grossberg, one of Carlson's former producers, yeah. um, who is, uh, has filed a lawsuit against, against Fox and Carlson, I think, for kind of wow. hostile working conditions and and all Uh of that kind of stuff talking about a lot of sexist and misogynist stuff that he specifically personally said and and things like that she's been on interviewed in a couple of places about some of the things but a lot of it is still sealed i guess in that that kind of lawsuit Mm -hmm. also uh ray epps uh one of the people outside of the Capitol on January 6th, who there was a conspiracy theory that he was an undercover FBI person who was kind of egging people on to go into the Capitol to get them into a position where they could be arrested and that kind of stuff. Right. He is uh, suing Fox 
for things that Carlson claimed about him, which weren't true. Wow. And and so all of these kind of multiple lawsuits, it kind of still feels like maybe there's something else behind the scenes that... and Because, uh, I mean, when you look at the history of Fox and you look yeah. at Roger Isles and Bill O'Reilly and yeah. various other yeah. people who were, for years, Fox was just paying people off who yeah. had been accusing them of, of all kinds of horrible things. Yeah. And Fox didn't give a shit that they were doing the horrible things. They were just like, oh no, well this guy makes us money, so we're yeah. gonna we're just gonna lot, yeah. this is the cost of doing business essentially. Exactly. If we yeah, yeah, hire yeah. shitty people, they're going to do shitty stuff. So we'll yeah. just pay people to not say anything about it. Yeah. And if it as long as as long as they with their in the income they're generating is more than the stuff we have to pay out. But it's kind of Ralph Nader's discovery of General Motors, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's uh, yeah, che- absolutely, yeah. cheaper to pay off the the claimants the than cars. it is to yeah than it is <laughs> yeah. to fix the cars. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and the thing is, Tucker is they're like top earner. He is the yeah. he's the big draw for Fox to the extent yep. that in the week following his firing, that Fox's viewership certainly in the kind of eight p.m. weekday slot has gone down right. by half. Wow! So that will have had an impact on their bottom yeah. line in terms of yeah. the kind of the cost they can get for their ads and subscriptions and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's an interesting business decision. <laughs> I Again, one of the other possibilities is it's cost saving because he probably costs them quite a lot as well. Um, yeah. and all, uh, but he's probably not costing them 784. I mean, now he's just <laughs> no, cost them. Just cost him, them that. Him, yes. Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity and others have cost them yeah. that amount. But they've yeah. got rid of Dan Bongino as well. He's, his show has ended. Um, and uh, that was definitely related to, to, you know, this kind of stuff of, of yeah. the blatant propaganda stuff. And even with all their, you know, um, uh, Pension contributions and whatever yeah, they're yeah, yeah. but it's got to be cheaper than $787 yeah, million yeah. to and, pay them off. Carlson does bring in the revenue, so it is a yeah. bit of an odd decision. And, and yeah. I mean, they've put, they've, they've said, because it was obviously a a, a last minute decision, it wasn't something that they've had planned for a while, because yeah. obviously Tucker didn't know about it, but they also don't have a replacement for him at the moment. At the moment, they've put yeah. Brian Kilmeade in to replace him, who yeah. is in down? no way a replacement for. For Carlson, right. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's out of his depth in Fox and Friends when he only has to spar with Steve Doocy. Yep. He's just, he's, he doesn't have, I mean, I'm not in any way calling Tucker an intellectual, but Brian, <laughs> no. Kil, but compared to Brian Kilmeade, no, Kilmeade, he's a fucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh my God. So Kilmeade is just, yeah. I mean, he doesn't have the gravitas of Tucker Carlson. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have the ability to look bemused at everyday life like yeah. Tucker does. Yeah, there's he absolutely only he makes people angry. Yes, but not yeah. for the same reasons as Tucker does. But at him, basically. <laughs> yeah, at him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, brilliant. So uh, that's weird. I don't know what they were thinking. There must be someone. I mean, put fucking Greg Gutfield in, or <laughs> a- any any pretty much anyone in. I mean, they still haven't yet got rid of Janine Pirro and Maria Bartiromo, I don't think. And Laura Ingram still works there. Well, there like, go, shuffle, yeah. the, shuffle, shuffle it round the a bit. Sean Hannity yeah. could fucking do an extra shift yeah. for a yeah. week. <laughs> for sake, Just, yeah. it's only once a week. Brian yeah. Kilmeade, yeah. God. But, yeah. yeah, so there's still people. I, I, I wonder if maybe there'll be more. 
leaving. I want because right. Sean Hannity and Lauren Grimwood were just as um, culpable yeah. as Carlson was for a yeah. lot of this stuff. And um, the question is, what's the real reason why he's gone? If it is the kind of the upcoming lawsuits, which I mean, it really feels like those are going to cost Fox a lot less money than he brings in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then, you know, if it's something else that is going on behind the scenes that we don't know about yet, maybe that's a reason why no others would go. But if it is about the Dominion thing, then why haven't Laura Ingram and Sean Hannity also yeah. gone? I Gone as well. Yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. clear. Well, but it's um, great. Part of the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fact that they're putting Brian Kilmeade up front and in those prime slots rather than shift those across. Yeah. It, it, does that equal some sort of contrition? I, yeah, I don't know. Is it, it's got to be a strategic, well, yeah, let's keep them out of the limelight a bit. It's a bit like when Jacob Rees-Mogg sounds off about something. They just go, whoa, Jacob, <laughs> no, we're about to go into local elections. Let's not do that. Let's, where's and So people legitimately ask, where's Rees-Mogg gone? <laughs> well, he's ended up on GB News, another Rupert Murdoch outlet. Yeah spouting more nonsense to the right wow. i mean it's a, I, I genuinely have no on idea why they would think that Kilmeade yeah. would be up to taking over from no. tucker even on no. a temporary basis even just like for a week because they've said it's going to be a rotating cast right. of personalities it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. one person um and but personalities their go-to guy <laughs> yeah. for the first week yeah is a bit weird yeah um and it feels like they're kind of flailing and not knowing what, what they're going to do about it. Because, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But but the question, I guess, next is what will Carlson do? Yeah. Because at the moment, I think, he's still under contract with Fox, although he's been fired and taken off the air. Right. He can't go work think, for somebody else. I don't think at the moment he's allowed to make a deal with any other organisations. Newsmax right. and One America... Um, have already kind of publicly made it clear that they would welcome him. Right, right. <laughs> but, I mean, he would, he, it depends if he is interested in money, which given that he's yeah. Tucker Carlson, I think he is. Yeah. I don't think either of the channels have got enough money, even if they sold all their other people. Um yeah. I don't think either of them have got <laughs> enough to, and, to And surely are they not worried about being dragged through the courts as well. As, well, I mean, as, one American... As a result um, of what uh, he's uh, talked about. I think Newsmax backpedalled quite quickly right. when they were challenged about stuff. Um, I think it was on the January 6th stuff and they were when they were talking about... I can't remember who it was who, who threatened to sue them, but mm -hmm. they basically pretty quickly went, oh, yeah, we don't right. actually believe any of their stuff. Right, yeah, um, yeah, I recall so, that. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it would be a surprise if they think that that he's a good answer for them but yeah, i mean yeah. he would bring in the the viewers um he released a video on twitter at least on his twitter uh last right. week saying um essentially when you when you step away and take a step back from the kind of the noise of constant tv stuff you see that actually the state of debate on t modern tv is terrible today 
and um and isn't you know you, right. it's just it's just all nonsense and and when was the last time you saw a good debate on real issues that really matter like the you know i don't know climate and stuff yeah. like that well <laughs> <laughs> and so it kind of and he says you know i'll i'll see you soon or something like that so it's it kind of suggests wow. maybe he's going to start his own network with blackjack and hookers and yeah, and yeah. kind of to just do do his own thing maybe maybe some maybe burgers. Maybe yeah, if yeah. Um, Newsmax or, or One America would would uh, be prepared to give up enough of their yeah. kind of even management of the network, maybe maybe he would be prepared to kind of take over one of the, yeah, the organisations the and they would think yeah. that's a good deal for them, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The other possibility is, <laughs> what if he goes into politics? Oh, shit. Because um, yes. there's, a, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's an election coming up next year. Yeah, and there's a there's a and who slot better than possibly somebody for the Republican across, uh, Yeah, who who better than somebody known across all the TV networks? Honestly, I think he'd blow mm. Ron DeSantis out of the water. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think and he would Trump be a, a run for his I think he well. would be a genuine contender against Trump. Um, wow. So there's that possibility. President well, yeah. Carlson. Yeah. <laughs> there you are with the c word again. <laughs> I, I wonder whether. The Republican Party are just thinking, yeah, have we got enough money to be able to deal <laughs> with that? You know, not just pay him, but ultimately pay the things when he comes to get Well, that's down the thing. Once you get to be um, an elected representative, you get to say yeah. pretty much what you like. Well, yeah, and, ah, uh, yeah and as you, we've discovered. Yeah, yes, and you get yes. to use the kind of speech and debate clause to yeah. um, to say, yeah, no, it's it's legally yeah. impossible for me to defame someone now. Mm. So, mm. yeah. Well, let's hope. <laughs> All right. That would be, in one way, it would be I mean, awful and marvellous. If you put him up against DeSantis, he's he's so much more charismatic than DeSantis is. He's, I mean, yeah. DeSantis is, has proved to be a lot weaker and less interesting than I thought he would be. Yes, yes. I thought he, he was actually going to potentially be a, a genuine challenger for Trump, but yep. I don't think he's got yep. a chance. I don't think DeSantis right. has any reasonable hope of, of getting any traction at all yeah. based on yeah. the, the touring the country. I mean, yeah, he hasn't, been a, he hasn't announced his candidacy yet. Right, because he's still because he he's still saying, actually doing a book tour, technically. <laughs> and his book is just happens yeah. to be called "Why I Should Be President." Yeah. But, but he yeah. hasn't he yeah. hasn't seemed to impress anyone outside of Florida, uh, from what I've right. seen. Yeah, um, and a lot of people in Florida are like, "What the fuck are you doing? Why get back to Florida?" Because yeah, there's stuff going on here that we need your help with. Yeah, um, yeah. So Please. yeah, I don't. I yeah. he's fallen a lot flatter than I thought he was going to. Tucker, I think, could actually wow. make waves. Wow. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here. This is, it could be, well, you know, fallacious Tucker. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't even need to change the, the monograms nope. on our linen. Really? Nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and finally, some things we really don't have time to talk about. Fox News paying over three quarters of a billion dollars for lying was awesome, but it wasn't even the only time that week that terrible people had to pay large amounts of money for lying about the 2020 election. You might remember back in August of 2021, we talked about the Cyber Symposium run by the shouty pillow man Mike Lindell, in which he claimed that he would provide packet captures, which comprised absolute proof that China interfered with the election. 
So confident, in fact, was evil Ted Lasso that he offered $5 million to anyone who could prove him wrong. First of all, though, he set the bar ridiculously low for himself, ignoring the China angle and requiring challengers to show that the data he provided unequivocally does not reflect information related to the November 2020 election. Then he immediately tripped over the bar he'd laid on the floor, fell down, broke his nose and shat himself when Robert Ziedman, one of the cyber experts that attended the symposium, put together a 15-page report proving that not only did the data which Lindell undoubtedly paid through the nose for contain no packet captures at all, it contained, quote, no recognisable data in any known data format. (laughs) Naturally, <laughs> Lindell refused to pay Ziedman the money, so the case went to arbitration. And last month, the arbitration panel said Ziedman had proved his case and ordered Lindell to pay the $5 million. Give it wow. up, Mike. Even Dinesh D'Souza doesn't think you're credible, and he believes anything. That is brilliant. No, <laughs> no recognisable data in any known data format. That's excellent. So good. So someone <laughs> just gave... someone. Just sold, gave him sold Mike Lindell batches just of random numbers <laughs> in a, in lumps, uh-huh. yeah, in, and yeah, and he being you know a, a cyber symposium kind of guy who sells pillows for a living <laughs> would go, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is this is stuff, yeah. So prove it doesn't say that. <laughs> well, not only does it not say that, it doesn't say anything to anybody in any form. <laughs> That is super. In a statement to Missouri's Riverfront Times this week, a spokesperson for Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey's office said their illegal or abusive behaviour reporting online portal was temporarily down as the office investigates a potential hack into its system, which is GOP speak for, why didn't we see that coming? Because you don't do humour, you dullard skanked over there on the right, remember? The online portal in question was set up following a former case manager at the Washington University's Transgender Centre at the St. Louis Children's Hospital, alleging that healthcare providers there recklessly provided gender-affirming care to minor patients. Bailey's office later launched an investigation into the centre, and I wonder if that investigation included such questions as why is this person with a status as former so aggrieved? I suspect not. Because last week, Bailey issued an emergency rule that will remove most Missourians' access to gender-affirming care starting next Thursday. The online portal was taken down after detractors flooded the tip line with false and hilarious and thus completely over-the-head slash low brows of Bailey's office slash the whole freaking GOP. Such excellent gems as Twitter user Goblin Riley's writing under the name Leroy Jenkins I was walking down the street and accidentally called someone them. And a tractor beam picked me right up off the sidewalk and transported me to Planned Parenthood where they stole my skin to give it to a trans person. I mean, literally the audacity. (laughs) And Twitter user Chris Graham wrote, just reporting my dog for being unladylike. The article in the Riverfront Times has a comments section below it. And the letting people marry dogs slippery slope appears around about comment number two, and the inevitable reductio ad hitlerum that appears about the third way down any comments list inevitably appears about a third of the way down. It's good to see that the sinister machinations of the inflexible right can be so swiftly undermined by the rapier wit of, hey, well, uh, literally everyone else. 
and to sustain humour and grace in the face of body gender fascism is truly something to celebrate. Patrons will know that we spent a considerable amount of time and effort debunking 2,000 mules. Oh, yes. Dinesh D'Souza's documentary claiming that people committed massive voter fraud using absentee ballots in an attempt to sway the election. We dismissed his claims as the paranoid delusions of a convicted fraudster cynically milking the gullible MAGA voter base to make a quick buck. But I'm big enough to admit what I'm wrong. A wide-ranging 17-month-long investigation in Rensselaer County, New York, has led to multiple arrests for exactly that type of behaviour. Back in November of 2021, following a local election, several citizens reported that absentee ballots had been applied for in their name by persons unknown. And by February of last year, the FBI, the state police and a federal grand jury had got involved in the case. In June, City Council member Kimberly Ash McPherson pleaded guilty to fraudulently submitting absentee ballots which she'd requested via the state elections portal using voters' names and dates of birth. This January, Rensselaer County Board of Elections Commissioner Jason Schofield pleaded guilty to fraudulently filing absentee ballots in 2021 using the personal information of at least eight voters without their permission. And just last week, three more Rensselaer County government officials were indicted on conspiracy charges, accused of using their official positions to violate the constitutional rights of subordinate county employees to intimidate them into requesting and filing absentee ballots. So Dinesh was right after all. Except, of course, that even this small amount of fraud in a local election was quickly uncovered. And the fact that there were no mules involved and no drop boxes or non-profit organisations and no Democrats either, since everyone involved was a Republican. Other than that, good job, Dinesh. Every single time. It's, God, <laughs> when will they ever learn? Whilst we're exploring the insanity behind the GOP's war on gender... A Mr. Stuart Long, who the chair of the Ohio House Public Health Policy Committee emphasised afterwards was not part of the formal proceedings, was nonetheless allowed to speak at the meeting on House Bill 68, a bill which would ban transgender minors from accessing hormone therapy and puberty blockers. Long stood up and straight-faced and in all seriousness said, the only thing that makes sense is demons are influencing people allowing their bodies to be possessed to run satanic agendas. Well, not the only thing, surely. And if you can't say Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, your body is possessed most likely by demons, or you haven't invited him in. So if I understand it right, you are possessed if you agree with the right to be able to assist young people with all the care they need to navigate puberty and their self-image and their struggles with both. Somewhat taken aback, sufficient not to remember his name, Democrat Representative Beth Liston also asked whether our Hindu, Muslim and Jewish members are demons. Long said, no, but if a person didn't accept Jesus Christ as their saviour, they open themselves up to demonic forces. If you're not down with that, so to speak, if you're of another religion that's not of that, you've given access to non-godly entities to make your decisions. Even Republican Representative Gary Click, the bill's sponsor, said he didn't agree with Long and put that in all caps. Click wanted the testimony in support of HB 68 to focus on science and facts and lived experiences and was devastated that those people he invited to speak were overshadowed by Long. That was just an ignorant statement. I cannot emphasize enough how much I don't support those statements. Although Ohio's House Democrat spokesman David Myers did point out that when you promote extremist legislation, this is the extremist proponent testimony you're going to get. 
which is a kind of you employ monkeys, you get nuts metaphor, if that wasn't so <laughs> troublingly evolutionist. <laughs> See, yeah, the Democratic representative, she was she was misunderstanding him completely when she said, so So non-Christians are demons. No, that's not what he said at all. No, They're possessed no. by demons. Right, because... Yeah, far more but, reasonable. Far, yes, because... <laughs> They're not actually, I'm not saying they're actually demons. No, you've got they're it wrong there. They're just possessed by yeah. demons. And at one point the yeah. chair did ask the, <laughs> the Beth Liston... Can you restrict your questions uh, precisely to House Bill 68? And she went, There well, was such no. a big pause there yeah, at that right, point, yeah. wasn't there? She, went, she was like, what? what? No, he just said no, the thing about he, demons. Yeah, yeah. And you're <laughs> telling me to restrict my thing? Yes. And then he just went, yeah. He's done what the fuck is he doing there then? If he is nothing, to, he hasn't submitted any written testimony. He's not part of the formal procedures. Why are you allowing him to stand up and say that stuff out loud as a grown man with a, with a beard and everything? The fuck without stopping him at the yeah. So, so he's, yeah, the, the, the first old, time he said demons, demons, they didn't go. You know what? You can say it. Just I think we've enough. Thanks yeah, very much. Yeah. Bye. It's like the seventh word in. You know, after the only thing that makes sense. Oh, okay. Okay, Stuart. Yeah, do go on. Is yeah. demons up? No, fuck off. Just sit, <laughs> sit down. Sit the fuck down. Members of the jury, please strike that from your memory. Yeah. Wow. There's been a turn in one of the legal cases involving Donald Trump. Admittedly, that doesn't narrow it down much. Some of them have more turns than objectively the worst Fast and Furious movie, Tokyo Drift. But I'm not talking about the fact that the Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg sought this week to limit Trump's access to material in the case against him in New York, citing the clear evidence that he can't be trusted with sensitive documents. Or the fact that Mike Pence spent five hours on Thursday testifying in front of Jack Smith's grand jury. Or even the fact that in a civil case against him in New York, E. Jean Carroll just testified under oath that Trump raped her in 1996. No. I'm talking about the Georgia investigation by Fulton County DA Funny Willis, which started when Trump tried to pressure Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger to find 11,780 mm -hmm. votes, but has since expanded in scope. One of the areas it's expanded into is Trump's part in the fake elector scheme, where 16 unelected randos signed a certificate claiming Trump had won Georgia and actually thought anyone might take them seriously. Ten of said randos are being represented by the same lawyer, which is a bit of a conflict of interest given that some of them have accused others of committing various crimes. Their lawyer, Kimberly Burroughs de Brow, is being paid by the Georgia Republican Party, whose chair, David Schaefer, is also one of the fake electors, although she isn't representing him. Anyway, it turns out that a lawyer who plays this fast and furious with ethics rules might not be super trustworthy, and her clients have just found out that they were offered immunity by the DA last year in exchange for their testimony. The fact she didn't tell them at the time is definitely malpractice and probably criminal obstruction of justice, and I think a few of them might be telling Funny Willis everything they know pretty soon. <laughs> A really cool thing about a young democracy like the one in the US, no, don't choke on your coffee, bear with me, it is young and it is based upon the ideal of power to the demos, the people, from that political system developed by the ancient Greeks. The idea is not new, is what I'm saying, except in relatively new countries like, say, Sudan and America. Yeah, well, not so much Sudan at the moment. <laughs> anyway, the cool thing is that the US has the ballot initiative, a means through which any citizen or organisation may gather a predetermined number of signatures to qualify a measure to be placed on a ballot and to be voted upon 
in a future election. Basically, the direct ability of the people to influence the legislature. Recently, voters in California, Michigan, Vermont, Kentucky and Montana decided on abortion-related ballot measures and came down decisively in favour of abortion rights and access. Our two states de jour, Ohio and Missouri, also have groundswell initiatives to create binding state laws that would effectively counter the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. But of course, knowing that they'd lose the vote, because the majority of voters in Ohio and Missouri, despite what their GOP legislators think, actually think that access to abortion should be enshrined in law. So to get around that, the GOP there are proposing that the simple majority needed for an amendment to make the ballot will need to rather to be a super majority of more than 60% in the future before it will even make it to the voting on it stage. Yeah, not content with restricting who of the voting public can vote. They are upping the limit for how much the voting public votes actually count. This requirement for a supermajority would, of course, only require a simple majority for it to pass into law. And with the, on paper at least, opposing backers, the Buckeye Firearm Association and the Ohio Right to Life, for instance, yeah, it's going to happen. The American Civil Liberties Union of Ohio neatly summed it up. Republican lawmakers pushing these efforts want 41% of voters to block ballot initiatives that 59% of voters support. This is not democracy. Yeah, you know what? I think Stuart Long and his demonic possession of the Ohio and lawmakers argument might just be gaining some traction. (laughs) You may remember that when Brett Kavanaugh was being considered for a seat on the Supreme Court, some people accused him of sexual assault and other extremely shitty behaviour. But the Republican Senate Judiciary Committee did a quick investigation and discovered he was a top bloke, actually, and anyone who said different was just jealous of how awesome he is. Shockingly, The Guardian have now revealed that the Senate investigation was not totally thorough. For example, Kavanaugh's fellow Yale student Deborah Ramirez accused him of exposing himself to her at a party. And the Senate report said that she likely confused him for someone else because there was another guy in his fraternity who did that kind of thing all the time. That guy was called Jack Maxey and The Guardian was able to uncover the fact that Maxey wasn't actually at Yale at the time since he was still at high school. To be fair to the Senate investigators, they couldn't be expected to go to the same lengths of intensive and dedicated investigation that The Guardian did to find this out by actually going to the trouble of contacting Maxie and asking him. Kavanaugh's behaviour at Yale was described as like a choir boy by Maxie, who, lest we forget, was well known for repeatedly exposing himself to women at parties. I am currently in France, enjoying a break away from the divisiveness of British politics, and I've been sitting in a sunny 21 degrees drinking beer with a Californian who moved permanently to France to avoid the divisiveness of US politics. We then talk vehemently about the divisiveness of Anglo-American politics about half an hour, as if we'd never left, to the amusement of our French neighbours, who are just as vehement about the divisiveness of French politics. Two, et dans le contexte, as the French probably never say. Anyway, the moment my back's turned on the white cliffs of Dover, Rob goes, saying it's all a conspiracy by the lily liver to out strong-minded thinkers. Andrew Bridgen, who likened the vaccine rollout to the Holocaust, gets expelled from the Tory party, saying it's all a conspiracy to silence the list of MPs who voted against, oh, I don't know, Boris being able to eat cake with 75 other people indoors on the day of the Queen's husband's funeral or something. Oh, yes, and Bill Gates gets a mention too. And Richard Sharp resigns from his role as chairman of the independent public service broadcast, the the BBC. Sharp was nominated slash forwarded slash recommended slash vetted for the post by the Tory government. 
and failed to declare his part in the arrangement of a loan for £800,000 for Boris Johnson, the then Tory leader and Prime Minister. This was something that was raised by the Twitter sphere during the stepping back of Gary Lineker for tweeting that the Home Office was using the language of 1930s Germany's. Whilst it took the corporation about a day to do that to Lineker, it's been two episodes since for Sharp to go. Sunak has stood behind his when complaints are made, it's right they are investigated and due process is followed line. Well, let's hope that, A, he's just as amenable when the investigations into whether his preschool children care provision bill was in conflict with an undeclared interest his wife has in running a national preschool child care provider service. And two, that he doesn't feel the need to get involved in appointing the next chairman of an independent national broadcaster. Ah oh well, vive la différence, et aussi la même chose, bien sûr. So that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this week. You'll find the show notes at fallaciousTrump.com, and if you hear Trump say something stupid and want to ask if it's a fallacy, our contact details are on the contact page. If you think we've used a fallacy ourselves, let us know. If you've had a good time, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, or simply tell one other person in person about how much they'd like our podcasts. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash ftrump, just like our strawman-level patrons Don Tuvi, Renee Zed, Schmutz, Mark Reiki and Amber R. Buchanan, who told us when we met her at QED, we can just call her Amber, and our true Scotsman-level patrons Stephen Bickle, Janet Luetta, Kaz Tui, Andrew Halk, and our top patron Lauren. Thank you so much for your continued support. It really is appreciated. Thank you. You can connect with those awesome people as well as us and other listeners in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash fallacious trump. All music is by the outbursts and was used with permission. So until next time on Fallacious Trump, we'll leave the last word to the Donald. That's right. Go home to mommy. Bye. Bye. <laughs>